0: All right, praise God. How many of you like to make plans? Huh? Make plans and follow them through. I, I know Delonda gets a little crazy on me if she doesn't know the plan. You know, got to have a plan and then follow through with it. So today we're going to talk about the title, The Best Laid Plans. The Best Laid Plans. So we're going to read out of James. We're back on James today. Uh, James 4. 13 through 17, and I'm going to read it to you out of the message today. If you'd stand with me, please. Now I have a word for you who brashly announce today at the latest, tomorrow, we're off to such and such a city for the year. We're going to start a business and make a lot of money. You don't know the first thing about tomorrow. You're nothing but a wisp of fog. Catching a brief bit of sun before disappearing. Instead, make it a habit to say, if the master wills it, and we're still alive, we'll do this or that. As it is, you are full of your grandiose selves. All such vaunting self-importance is evil. In fact, if you know the right thing to do and don't do it, that for you is evil. Dear Heavenly Father, as we... Go into this time of the word, and I pray that we can receive today what you have for us, Lord. That our hearts be open to you, to what you've spoken to us. And Father, that we not fall into the trap of setting our own plans, God. But Lord, that we be made free to trust in you, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So, you know, how many of you ever made a plan and it failed? (laughs) I think we can all raise our hand we've made plans and they weren't successful you know i i've had people call me before and say hey pastor or, or oh, hey brother or, or hey ron you know friends or whatever and they, and they say hey you know man I, I was buying this thing and and they told me to write a post-dated check you know and so i post-dated it and they said they wouldn't cash that check till then but they went ahead and cashed it now, and, and now my bank account's messed up, and, and now I'm bouncing checks because they took that money, and I, I, don't, know, I don't know what to do. And I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that one. You know, people have this plan, and you set the plan, and then they take it. I know that one time I booked a hotel room on, on Orbitz, and they said, you know, you put your card in there, but it won't be charged till you check in. And then look at my account the next day and see the money's gone. It's like, ah, the best laid plans. I know there's a little ringy dingy, hummy dummy. It's right here. (sighs) That one monitor. But you know, it, it gets really difficult when you make plans and they don't go the way that you want. Because, you know, like with the bank account thing, it makes you go deeper into the hole. You know, you plan it all out, and you still get stuck. And th- this is where inquiring of God comes in. You know, the Syrian army, they made plans to get the Israelites. They they would say, we're going to go here. And, you know, the, the the king would tell them, I think it was Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, would tell them, all right, we're going to go over here, and we're going to get get the Israelites here. And then his plans would be found out. And, and then he said, well, we're going to go over here. And then the plans would be found out. And he, he was so mad. The king was so mad. He's like, who is telling Israel our plans? you want you to bring them to me. I want you to find the mole. We're going to get this mole and we're going to take care of him. And the guy said, um, King, it's none of us. And he says, "What do you mean?" He says, "Well, there's this guy in Israel that he hears the words you speak in your bedroom." And they're like, he, "King's like what?" And he said, "Yeah, you know this guy Elisha. He's a prophet, and he hears everything you say, and he tells the king of Israel. So they go another way. You see, when you're when you're planning plans and." and Uh, against God's people, God will thwart their plans, amen? God will destroy what they're trying to do. And and that that king was so mad that he came up against Elisha. He sent an army after Elisha to kill him. It's like, we gotta get rid of this guy. And that didn't happen either. And Elisha's servants like, oh my gosh, there's so many of them out there. They're gonna kill us, they're gonna kill us. And Elisha says, Father, show him what's out there. And all of a sudden, His servants saw the army of the Lord out there ready to just crush this Syrian army in in protection. So we need to have God's plan, amen? We need to walk in God's plan. We need to just thrive on God's plan because when we make our own plans and we tell the Lord what we're doing and we ask him to bless it, we're missing it. We need to ask the Lord for the plan so that we can get it. So the text tells us with our plans, That we need to go to the Lord with if the Lord wills it. That's number one today. If the Lord wills it. When you're talking about things that you want to do, if the Lord wills it. Now, I'm talking, Delon and I have talked about when we retire to move to Kentucky to be closer to our kids. But only if the Lord wills it. Only if that's God's plan. I mean, we love our kids. We love my grandkids, man, it's, you know, you got grandkids. You all know they were better than kids. <laughs> so wanting God's will for our lives is what we want. If God wills it. I, I was almost going to play you a clip from The Kingdom of Heaven. It's a pretty crazy movie. And, and um, they're talking about going to war with the Muslims and stuff. And, and, they, and they just kept shouting, God wills it. God wills it. they weren't very godly men shouting god wills it and they got defeated so you got to know if the lord wills it you know and a lot of the direction that we need is given to us through his word he tells us how to live our lives through his word his will is in his word but when we don't don't want to pay attention to the word then we're gonna do what we want. We're gonna lay out our plans, we're gonna do what we want. And when we do what we want, we're separating ourselves more from God than than we need to be. We need to get closer, we need to come over. We talked about submitting to one another the other night, as unto the Lord. And when you submit, it means you come under. You come under that covering of the Lord. You come under his word. You come under his plans. And that's what he's called us to do, is to submit to him, amen? That we come under that covering of who God is. And when we don't, we're not under that covering. It opens us up to whatever. And then we start thinking about whatever. Then we start doing whatever, whatever we want to do. And that puts us in a bad position. In 2 Thessalonians 3.10, it says, For even if you were... For even when we were with you, we commanded you this, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. You know, so what I'm gonna talk you about is the plan that God has, you know, he tells us that we should all work. You know, and let me tell you, preface, a mom staying home with kids is working. Yes. <laughs> Amen. I mean, I've seen the work my wife put into kids. My mom had six kids. My mom worked like crazy, you know, so. But if you don't work, you don't eat. See, so for me, you know, getting a job is always important. You know, before, when I was younger, working, and if I got laid off or let go of some position, I would not go home until I had a job. I'd make getting a job my job. I, I would just, you know, be about, I called on, I got laid off, I got let go, I'll, I'll see you when I get a job. And that's the journey I would be on, I'd start right then. And that was all about, because I know the plan that God has for me is to work. And when you're doing your work, as according to what God says, it's amazing how he'll take care of you. Now, when we lived in another country and this church went some, through some big challenges and stuff, and I was wholly supported by this church as a missionary, and while we were over there, this church fell apart. And so they couldn't support me, support us. And so while we were there, we were saying, okay, God, what do you got for us? And, and I, would, I would literally, because I knew I was in his plan, I was doing what he called me to do. And as I was doing it, I would literally lay in bed and I'd say, Lord, I need 5,000 of these dollars today. And, and I would ask for it. And somebody would call me that day and give me that amount of money. Whatever I asked for, God would bring it to me. One day, this lady, she was um, 23 years old and she had started a business, Maggie, and it was a, a salon. Yeah, she started a salon. And Delonda was her first customer. She asked us to come pray over it on opening day. Delonda was the first customer. And uh, so a year later, I'm praying for 5,000 of these dollars. And she calls me. She says, can I meet with you today? I said, sure, I'll be, I was doing Bible studies. I said, I'll be at this Bible study at this time. Come on. So she came in and she has this envelope full of money. And she says, I want to give you this $5,000. I said, really? How come? She says, well, I sold my business and you were there and you blessed my business. And we made double the money from when we started. And so we asked the Lord who to give money to. And he said, give it to you. And so he gave me the $5,000. And then another time we were at, at um, we needed money when we were there. So we were at, Delonda says, I need a thousand. And, and uh, I said, Ask God. You know, I have to ask him for the money. I need to ask God. And so we went and we prayed for this uh, business. And we were sitting in the conference room and um, he slides us each an envelope. And Delonda goes, No, 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 no. You don't have to do that. This is what we do. And I go, Well, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, why don't you open that envelope? And she opened it up, and there was a 1,000 in there. And I, I looked at the man, because we'd done a lot of ministry with this guy, Lewis, and every time I would do ministry, he would hand me an envelope like this thick with money in it, and uh, there's just like four or 5,000 at a time he would give me. We'd go to his businesses, and his business is great. It'd be like they'd shut down the company for that day. He'd bring me in, all the employees had to come to a mandatory meeting, I preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to them, do an invitation, get them saved, and then he'd have me sit in a room and pray over the, his leadership. So I'd sit and minister and pray, and we, this would go on for a few hours and stuff, we'd walk out, he'd hand me four or five thousand dollars from that country's money. And um, I'm not saying that country because it's a closed country that we go to, and so um, when we go there, we don't, you know, don't talk about it so they, they don't know who I am, right? <laughs> I kind of like it that way, that they don't know who he is. But as he, he slid along to that money, and it was a thousand, and I said, open it. So she opened it and I said, why did you give my wife money? You've never done that before. He said, well my wife and I, we see the value in her ministry with you, and so we just wanted it to bless her. And that's true. See, this is a miracle right here that's happening. It, it wasn't. It was a miracle because Delanda had it in her heart to take some missionary kids to the zoo and to let them buy whatever they wanted, to buy them food and just have a great day. That was her heart. She just wanted to bless these three kids. And she did. And it was a wonderful time. And she did all that while I was gone in, a, in another part of the country that was very dangerous. And God just blessed me while I was there too. You know, I, I don't, I don't ever realize, and I don't usually think about the limitations that you have in countries because you're a Christian. I don't focus on that. I just focus on doing what God calls me to do, and He always protects me. You know, I mean, I, I've been, um, that week I went to one place, and I told people, oh, yeah, I was over here last week. And they're like, did you have bodyguards? I'm like, no. You didn't have bodyguards? I'm like, no. I'm like, what are you doing on that side of the country? You should never go there. And I'm like, hmm. God's with me. I went to the Mantra Indian restaurant up here one day, and I was sitting in there and I was telling the guy, I said, Hey, I went to India. And he's like, Really? I said, Yeah, I went to Hyderabad, and then I, I drove out to Suryapet, and then Kamel. And he goes, You went to Kamel? I said, Yeah. And he goes, What are you doing out there? I said, Well, there's, you know, this guy has 30 churches, and he wanted me to speak in as many churches as I could. So I spoke in like 12 churches in two days. He's like, don't ever, ever, ever go there again. I mean, this is the guy at the Indian restaurant. I said, why? He goes, that's like one of the most dangerous places in India. I'm like, not with my God. God covers me. God protects me. See, when you're in his plan, you're doing his will. God will cover you and he will protect you. He will supply what you have need of, amen? That's his plan. But when we're not in his will, when we're not in his plan, you you won't get there. And and you'll feel like I'm lost, you'll feel all alone, you'll feel like, um, you know, like uh, nobody cares. You know, when when we go back to work, you know, just talking about work, when you're working, when you're doing what God's laid out and you're doing his plan, now just know this, it's God's will that we work. Can I hear an amen? amen? Okay, we're told to work. He's very specific. Not five days, he says work six no amens on that one, okay. <laughs> so, Lewis, I know you had to work that sixth day this week. It's no big deal, man, you're right in the wheel. <laughs> God's gonna bless you, man. So we're told to work, okay, because I wanna give you an example, because I've really been stuck on, in Ezekiel, it talks about a wheel within a wheel. And what I see when, it, when, I'm, when he's talking about the wheel within a wheel, I think about perpetual motion that, you know, it just causes the wheel to keep spinning on the inside. Things that cause the wheel to keep spinning, to keep going to where it just keeps rolling, and that the plans and the purposes of God just continues coming out. And 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 the work one is one he gave me, because we're told to work. He said, go to work, amen. If you don't work, you don't eat. And then we're told to give, amen. We're told to tithe off what we work. And then we're told that, God will bless the giver, amen? He'll open up the windows of heaven to us. He'll bless us, okay? So when when you start working and you start giving and he starts blessing and you start working and you keep giving and you keep getting blessed, it's just a perpetual motion of what God will do through as you're following through on that plan of God. Work, give, receive, work, give, receive. And that's how it happens. Somebody that used to come here, George Brown, he just texted the other day. Oh, they put me full time, gave me a $2 raise. Hallelujah, you know, it's like, that's how it's supposed to work, amen? Yeah. That, that God blesses his people, amen? That's, what we, that's the way it works. And so, as you're following God's plans on things, now, you know what? This is the only place God ever told me I was to work. I never asked him if I should be a mold maker, but yet I was a mold maker for 25 years. I never asked him what company to work at, he just always opened doors. When, when I left one company, I went right to another. My dad always told me, don't leave a job unless you have a job. So I tried to live by that, you know. And, unless it was like, oh, you got laid off. I walked into a company one day, and um, at lunchtime, he got us all together at the, in the lunchroom. He started handing out checks. I'm like, what? <laughs> Just let us all go. I'm like, how does that happen? How do you do that? Well, I'm shutting the doors. It's like... It's great, you know, you, it's hard to understand that stuff. So, but it's, keep working, you know, and because as you keep rolling, God will keep moving you, amen. I don't care if you, you know, for me, my dad raised me that, you know, if you're out of work, you go to McDonald's. And if you, if you need enough at McDonald's, you go to Burger King after you go to McDonald's, you know. And after Burger King, if you gotta go to Taco Bell, you do that too, it's real good, they're right here, you know. But that's the way I was raised, you work if out of your need. But God's never been specific with me about where I work except here. He told me in 1995 that one day I would be the pastor here. He told me that um, by three prophets at that time. And it didn't happen until 2010. So what do you do to fill the gap in between? You keep working. And as you do, keep moving. And it's the same thing in the kingdom. You know, how, and we talked last week about being a volunteer, volunteer. How do you, what do you, what do you want to do? What has God called you to do? I remember telling Pastor Dave, he says, what's God called you to do? I said, preach the word. He looked at me and goes, we got one of them in that he was the preacher. You know? And I'm like, okay, I get it. So God opened the doors and avenues for me to preach in other places, in other areas. And until it was time for open the door to be here. So getting into knowing God's plan and knowing that God has a plan for your life, but it's fitting into to him. Now, James declares that boasting in our own plans is evil. Just plain old evil. Hey, I plan to do this, you know, I'm gonna do this. It's like, well, did you ask God? No, no, I didn't ask God. You need to check with him. You need to make sure, you know, because sometimes God doesn't open that door yet because it's not time. You may not have learned what he wants you to learn where you're at right now. So the best thing we could do today is ask the Lord for the plan. What is your plan, God? Remember this. God is thinking about you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know that thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So God wants to give you a future and hope. Amen? He's got a plan. And so as you move forward with God, it's amazing what he'll do. He'll open doors for you. He'll shut doors for you. As you seek him, he says he will, you will be found by him when you seek for him with your all your heart. And as you seek God and you go forward, I, I put in here, I, I seek God as I'm going and I'm going as I'm seeking God. Amen, that's how I do it. That's how I go with God. I'm seeking Him about my going and I'm going as I'm seeking him. And God will open doors and God will put you right where you want and it's amazing what he'll do. And so I ask you, what is God's plan for you? What is he willed for you? I have one thing I want to share with you that I know that He's willed for you. He said, you know, in, if you go back to Genesis, He told them, don't eat of the fruit of this tree in the garden. And we all know that they both did, Eve and then Adam, they ate the fruit in the garden. And then sin came into the world. And because sin came into the world through them, now, Sin came into the world through all mankind. Everybody's born into sin. We're all born sinners, and you can't tell me that's not true. Man, i seen my two-year-old grandson wall up people in the head just because. You know, at two years old, I'm like, oh, I tell Greg, or my son, in I said, you need to get that kid saved. You know, he's a little rough, man. He would just wall up people. There was one little girl, he, they stopped coming to the church. Um, he he just didn't like she'd walk up to him and he'd smack her in the mouth at two years old i'm like you can't do that but we're born into sin know, the bible says for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god right and then he goes on in, in romans 6 23 he says the wages of sin is death so for our sin the comes death eternal death separation from god hell That's what's lined up because of our sin, hell. And so, let me uh, open up my Bible here because I want to say these right. They start getting a little long now. Romans 5, 8. It says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. So God's plan is, Ronnie, that since we are in sin because of Adam and Eve, we're in sin. He said, I'm going to send another to pay the price for your sin. So while we were yet sinners, Christ has a plan for us. Even though he knew what we were going to do, he had a plan for us. He had a plan from the beginning on for what he was gonna do so that we could be saved from these sins, we could be delivered from the sins, that we don't have to live in them, we don't have to die in our sin, amen? That the wages of our sin is gonna be life because Jesus paid the price, amen? And then he says in Romans chapter 10 verse nine, he says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So from the beginning of time, God has had a plan for yours and mine life. That one day that we would confess Jesus Christ with our mouth, believe in our heart, so that we would be saved. And that one day when that trumpet sounds, when he comes back for his bride, the church, that we would go with him. Amen? That's his plan. And so when we fall into that plan, and listen, there's no other plan. There is no other plan to get to heaven. It's the only plan. Now, there are many plans that are gonna take you before God, God the judge. I'm gonna go to God the Father, my Father, amen? I'm gonna go there because I've confessed with my mouth, I believe in my heart. That God raised him from the dead and that he's in heaven. Amen. I believe with all my heart, my soul, and mind. So I am confident that when Jesus comes, I don't even worry. Or when, you know, when this old body gives out, I'm not worried. I know where I'm gonna go. You know, as Billy Graham said, you know, if they tell you I died, don't believe them. I've just changed my address. I mean, we really need that mentality in our heart and our mind. You know, that we're, you know, f- we're going to live forever with Jesus in our soul, in our spirit. Now, our body is decaying daily. It's, it's getting worse, you know. And, uh, you know, just you wake up, you got dead skin, you know. You, you, you're dying. <laughs> it's just one day you're going to go and be with Jesus. And hallelujah for that, you know. And we don't think of it as hallelujah in the moment, but that's, that's the facts of it. But, you know, when it says here, it says in Romans 10, 9, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. We need to learn to confess Jesus all the time. Not just that you've come and you said a prayer, but you need to confess Jesus in your life, in the everyday things. I do my best, now I'm not perfect, but I do my best to not say I'm sick because that's not confessing Jesus. I, I start declaring his word over me, I'm healed. I'm healed, I'm delivered, I'm free. I start doing that instead of agreeing with what the world's and the devil's trying to put on me. The, you know, the words out of your mouth are so important because the confession of our faith is so important on our salvation, amen? We need to learn to confess our faith on a daily basis. Now, your confession of faith is not based on how you feel. And that's what makes it hard because we feel a lot you know, we feel this pain, that pain, you know, you got this, you got that. Oh, you you know, I won't even tell you what we got. You know, we just, but what is your confession of faith every day? Because that matters. See, because this is God's plan for you. This is God's plan that you confess the Lord Jesus Christ. And that one day when that trumpet sounds or this body gives out, we're going there. And we're going to live there for eternity. We're going to be with him for eternity. We're going to rule and reign with Christ for eternity. That's his plan for us. And so when we get stuck up on you know, doing our own plans, move away from your own plans. And ask God. What's that last slide then? Last slide. The other slide. The one before that. Yeah. If the Lord wills it. If the Lord wills it. Does God will it? And when you start moving in that, it's a, be amazing what God does in you. Because as you start hearing, not only from the word, but from heaven, about what God wills for you, it'll just be fun. It'll be challenging at times, but it'll be fun. Because when you step into God's plan, you're not doing it your way. And the hard thing, I'll tell you right now, the hard thing about God's plan is he doesn't always tell it to you all at once. You know, can you imagine Abraham? Get up and go from this place and go to the place that I show you. Well, where's that? Well, just start going. You know, we want to know. You know, it's just like when the Lord told us four years ago, move out of your house, give 30 day notice. Told the lawn, I said, where are we going? She's like, he didn't tell me. I'm like, she goes, just go give 30 day notice. Robert, I couldn't do it. She called me that day, she goes, did you stop and give notice? No. You know, they weren't open when I left, I left early. So the next day, or that night, she's reminding me before I leave, go and give 30 day notice. Okay, I'll go in the morning. I got up earlier. <laughs> you know, honey, there was nobody there when I went there. She goes, forget it, I'll take care of it. And I'm like, oh no. So I come home that day and she slides this paper over to me. She says, here, I need you to, to sign this. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, where are we going? She's like, he didn't tell me. I said, he hasn't told me either. Are you sure you want to do this? She's like, yeah, this is what he's asking. See, now I've had people say, well, you're the man, you should lead, you should know. Maybe so. But I think about leading you, not where I should live. She thinks about where should we live because that's, that's where she is most of the time. I'm here. I'm always thinking about ministry. and Where does God want me to do? What does he want me to go? What does he want to say? I'm always thinking, And she's thinking about our home, where we live. What are we going to do at home? So I signed that paper, and she took it, and she turned it in. Loading truck. I, I get a truck. She says, get a truck. Get some people to help you. I'm like, where are we going? She said, I don't know. I get guys, get a truck, load that thing up. It's all loaded, Ronnie. I mean, it's packed. I mean, 29-foot truck just packed to the hill, you know. I walk in the house. I said, hey, where are we going? She goes, you didn't tell me yet. I said, okay. She goes, put it in storage. And I'm like, all right. So I take it and I put it all in storage. Now there's a whole other story about whether I put it in storage. Well, we got time. <laughs> but a prophet was here and she she talked about apartment 107. 107, place of blessing, 107, place of blessing. This was a few years before. And so our the owner of the condo where we were living was selling it, so we had to move. And so we had everything in storage and we went looking and the lady says, well, we have an opening here. So we went to look at that place and um, we went in and looked said, yeah, we'll take it. And so that was on Saturday. We were moving in on Monday or Tuesday or something like that. So Monday. And Jeanette was living with us and I said, Jeanette, when you get off work on Monday, go to number 107 because that's where we're going to live. And so, and then she comes pounding on our door one the night, and she says, 107, 107, that's the place of blessing that Lucy was talking about. It's 107, we're right where God wants us to be. And I'm like, wow, See, he's unfolding the plan, Lewis. Now here we are three years later, gonna put everything into storage, and so I, I go to the storage place, and we're moving out of that 107 and so I said, okay, I need a 10 by 20. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going through it all. And I said, what's the, uh, what's the unit number? The lady goes, 107. I'm like, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> so I start telling her the story, and I start witnessing to her about God's plan. So I move everything into 107. And then you say, well, well what, what's happened? We're still on that journey. Wherever God opens the door for us, that's where we're at. That's what we're doing. We're just trusting God every day. We don't know where we're going. We just trust God, amen? We, we do feel like Abraham at times. Get up and go from here and I'll take you to that place. So we're still on that journey to that place. So you can pray for us now and then because sometimes it's, uh, it's a little fun. <laughs> you know, there's been a few times we've met here in the parking lot. I said, okay, where are we going? She's like, I don't know, I'll let you know. You know, and for us, you guys might be thinking, you're crazy and you're our pastor. Yeah, I am crazy, I've told you that before. But I do know this, I said at the beginning of this, I don't care where I'm at as long as I'm with you. And it's been a a wonderful journey because we've grown closer and closer and closer to the Lord through all this. God is just stirring us, we hear more clear on things. And we're just so in love with Jesus and with each other. And um, God's got a plan. And we're just walking in it. And I want to encourage you today to walk in his plan. So much of his plan is laid out in the word of God. If you just read it, you'll find it. It'll come up so alive to you. You'll be so excited about what God is doing in your life. The plan of salvation is incredible. And it's for everyone. Somebody was teasing me one day and he said, you're just one of those guys that thinks that everybody could get saved. And I looked at him and I said, aren't you? We need to be thinking that. I was getting my car washed last week. I went to the car wash and I could tell the guy was from the Middle East. I said, are you you from Egypt? He goes, yeah, I am. I said, are you Muslim? He says, yes, I am. I said, oh, okay. So we started talking and uh, talking, talking, talking. I said, hey, you know what I've learned from Jesus? He's like, what? I said, he told me to love my neighbor. He goes, that's cool. I said, so I love you with the love of God. He's like, wow, all right. Told that to that Muslim guy. That's what I'm going to go get my car washed every time so I can share the love of God with him. Because that's God's plan. That we share the love of God. See, there's so much I could do. Yeah, I mean, God's plan to work. God's plan to be saved. God's plan to to love people. I mean, God's got a plan for every one of us. And it's up to us to find it. And as we do, as we walk in that plan, you'll be amazed by what God does in you and through you. He may even use you to be a martyr. No amens? (laughs) He may. But I know that he has a plan for every one of us. If the Lord wills it. Is this God's will for my life? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I, I just thank you for your word today. And we pray, Lord, that you would open up your will to each one of us. Today, you've shown us about salvation, that plan, to believe in our hearts, to confess the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what? I just need to confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior today. I need to make that declaration today if that's you, just raise your hand and wave at me. I just, okay, right here in the front. Anybody else? Matt, why don't you come forward? Um, Mark, could you come pray for Matt? You Keep raising your hand, man, it's time. Just pray for this young man right here. You go off to the side right here if you would. Maybe you're here today and you're, you're seeking God's plan right now and you're wondering what he's gonna do, what he wants to do in you and through you. If that's you, just raise your hand because I'm gonna come into agreement with you today. If that's you, anybody, you're, all right, amen, amen. Anybody else seeking God's plan right now for your life? Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. You know, I put in my notes, sometimes you need to stay still and let God speak to you instead of jumping. So be aware of that if God wants you to just stay still with him for a season to hear so that he can direct your footsteps. So Father I pray right now for every person or has raise their hand, your plan Lord that you give them revelation of your plan. Lord I pray for my sister Charlotte, Father God that Lord that, that her plan is your plan it's not her kid's plan, it's what you have intended for Charlotte, God. And that, Lord, that she not be confused, she not be tugged around, God, not be led around, Father God, but Lord, she just be confident in what you have set up for her, God. Lord, that your blessing would be upon her, that you'd strengthen her and encourage her today, God, like never before. That the mighty hand of God would just pick her up today. And God, that she'd shake off Lord just the tugging that's been going on against her. I just see hands tugging on you pulling you trying to get you go here get you to go there but father I pray that your will be done in her life that lord you strengthen her in Jesus name in Jesus name God you know you know what we have need of let our plans be your plan god we're not asking you to bless our plan we're asking to be blessed of your plan lord that we be blessed of that salvation that we know in you be blessed of the work that you provided for each one of us God we'd be blessed coming in and blessed going out that Lord that our lives would be above the line only and Lord even when it comes to healing we'd be blessed we would know that your plan is that by his stripes we are healed so Lord anything less than that that Lord we'd continue to cast it down and walk away from it I thank God that Lord you're bringing the breath of God into Greg today God yeah, hallelujah! <laughs> You're gonna run again, Greg. They may be telling you, you gotta take it easy and stuff, but I I see you, I don't know if you ever ran before, but I see you running, doing the little jog, you know? That God's gonna bring that breath back to you in such a way that it's gonna be a witness and a testimony to people around you, hallelujah. And for your store, for where you are, that God's gonna bless your business, overflowing it abundantly. You're on the right track, keep running forward because God's gonna open that door and it's gonna just explode. You're gonna think, wow wow, God's going to repay back everything the devil stole from you. Don't worry, God's going to pay you back. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, I have somebody to today. open up the windows of heaven on God. Bless him indeed, Father. Bless him indeed. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, for your mighty love and protection. Yeah. Anybody here want to get married? Nobody? Nobody single wants to get married? God's watching right now. Does anybody here that single want to get married? We got one, I got two, I got three. <laughs> All right, four, okay. Now we get five, okay. <laughs> Is that six back there? And, yeah. <laughs> All right. Here, why don't you stand right now? You want to get married. Oh, geez, I know. I know. <laughs> don't be embarrassed about it. You want to get married? God wants you to. He's got a plan for you, right? He's got a plan. Amen. Father, we thank you right now. Lord, you, you put the first couple together, Adam and Eve. And i pray father god that you would bless these men and women of god with the right person god that your plan would be perfected in them father lord i pray that for the women god you would give them a godly man a godly man and for these men a godly woman lord to where they can work together for the things of the kingdom of god and lord that they not get unequally yoked with a non-believer but Lord, that you would destroy every seed sown of the enemy against them. And Father God, that you would rise up inside of them, give them eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. In Jesus name, amen, amen, amen. You know, Jessica, uh, amen. She showed me a picture today. She was here and Liz was here, you, you were, you sent it to them, yeah, she did. and it was from 2015, they were sitting here, it was a Lucy meeting, huh? We were that oh, you were sitting in that corner, and then their husbands were sitting over there, and they didn't even know it yet. See, God's got a plan, and he'll bring it to fruition, amen? You and me and all of us We need to just tap into him for that plan. Don't make your own plans. Let him open the doors for you. You know, for me, God always told me, go where you're invited. And now I I can't possibly do that. It's just too much. I get invited around the world every day. So I, I I just shut it off now. But there's places that God's put on my heart. He's leading me to go to. And that's what I... I do try to do, I just try and follow what God wants, amen. Now I say try because how many of you are perfect? Me neither. But I know that his hand has always been upon me to go and do things. And so you just pray for me in that way. And I'm gonna pray for you that God's best laid plans would just roll out before you. Why don't we stand today? Father, we thank you and we praise you, God. Because Lord, your plan is to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us a future and a hope. And I pray the release of that word over this congregation right now, Lord, that by your will, it would be done. Father God, that if it be your will, it would happen. So Lord, I pray that we would hear your word written and spoken, and we'd have a hunger and a thirst to hear from heaven, so that we can be guided and directed by you. We thank you, Father, for this time. We thank you for your presence. Lord, I, I just hear people's wheels turning right now. and We thank you for that, God, that you're stirring our hearts. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Hey.